And I feel like everybody needs to have a place that they feel like they belong. You know, I think it makes, that's what kind of makes being, being an entrepreneur and being your own business owner so priceless. It's just like knowing that you have a purpose and that you're living that purpose. And it's, I mean, it's something that, that I, I don't think anybody would want to give up. I'm Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet, pet Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet. Well, hello everybody and welcome back. Today we are so excited to have Marissa Lejeune on to talk about what her first three years in business have been like. She talks about the importance of having a coach to help her push through some of the barriers that she encountered while running her business. She also discusses what it's like running a luxury pet care business and how she communicates that to the clients. And she does all of this with her on-staff professional dog petter. Marissa shares a ton of advice and a lot of great insights. So let's get started. My name is Marissa Lejeune, and I am a petrepreneur and the owner of Tail Swaggers here in the DFW area. So uh, I provide doggy daycare and home boarding, dog walking, and drop-in visits. The name... Tail Swaggers. Where did that name come from? So interestingly, that was actually kind of something that I've been working on since I started my business. So, you know, a little over two years. Um, originally, I just wanted something that just felt uh, good to me. That was like when people heard it, it was something catchy. And um, I did a lot of self-reflecting and really kind of I made a sheet and I wrote down a lot of key terms that my business, the, that I felt like it described it, uh, happy tails, waggings, you know, just stuff like that. And I, I would circle things that really stuck out. And one day I just kind of took a step back, looked at my sheet and out came, I just kind of whispered tail swaggers. And I was like, wait a minute, let me write that down, you know? And I kind of looked at all the other names and I, sat on it and just let it kind of marinate. And I was like, no, this is it. Like every time I said tail swaggers, I would just smile so big. And it, it just kind of, it went with my, uh, my slogan, providing tail wagging happiness. So I was just like, wow, I, you know, it just came from a lot of self-reflecting and knowing kind of what my business um, entailed and, and how I wanted people to see it. So Kind of a little background on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love that because in in names and in slogans, we try so hard to communicate as much as possible about us as a business to our clients. And as you mentioned there the name Tail Swaggers, like it, you can't say it and not smile. And so, it, it, right, <laughs> you just kind of grin right at the end of that. And so that just it it immediately sets somebody up at like this like this good feeling about about the service. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, the more that I kind of am starting to, as I've rebranded, I've realized that it just, the way it works, um, when you kind of break it down. So the term swag is a term of confidence. It's, it's a style. And when you look at any type of dog that you've cared for, that you, you know, you've owned, they kind of each have their own swag, whether they're goofy, you know, whether they're shy, they, they all own who they are unapologetically. And I just felt like, wow, this really goes, you know, for the passion that I have for caring for all of my clients and and their dogs. I was just like, 
I think Tail Swaggers really identifies, you know, the love that we have for our pets. So. Yeah, and it's also very familiar because it's so close to, to, to wag and wagging. But as you said, like that Absolutely. swag, like that does give this push of confidence, this, this air of something different, something unique about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely wanted it to, to compete with a lot of, um, as I grow, I wanted to compete with a lot of the bigger brands. And, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a term of confidence and it's, it's something that you say and it just kind of sticks in your mind. Like, okay, I'll remember that, you know? And, and you mentioned there that you went through this process of, of rebranding. So after being in business for three years, why did you decide to rebrand and what was that like? So my initial thought in why I I wanted to rebrand was I want to start growing it more um, now that we're we're coming out of COVID and stuff like that. And uh, the originally, so my original name was Mercer's Pet Service. That's what I started uh, my career as in the pet industry. And I loved it. And, you know, I love my logo, but I felt like as I start hiring people, um, I wanted them to be excited about you know, who they work for, the company they work for. And I felt like taking my name out of it was something, was a good choice. Um, and then the whole aspect of rebranding right now, um, I had actually talked with uh, my business mentor, Joe Anders Jr. And it, it was smart in the sense of because I'm still early on in my business. Um, financially, it was good because there were, weren't a lot of aspects that I would like money wise that I would have to put into rebranding new shirts and things like that. So and the clients that I have, I felt like they would transition easily into the new name, into the rebranding. So that was kind of the reason why of right now and the reason for why I changed. My and name. that first aspect that you mentioned is if you're looking to bring on people, having not the owner's name in it, it allows them to have maybe a little bit, it's easier to see their, their ownership in, in, in the company and see how they can get excited for it and see their place in it. And, you know, I, I, so that's interesting how that was the first thing that you mentioned as to why you want to rebrand is so that as you hired people, they would be excited too. I kind of another why behind rebranding when you're talking about hiring on people, like you said, I felt like having my name, it kind of, it made me, it put the the shine on me too much instead of my business. So I felt like changing it to Tail Swaggers allowed it to just, you know, like you said, allowed my staff for future to be proud of it and to take me out of it. Um, and it helped me kind of separate myself from the business and in that aspect too. So yeah, that's really interesting because sometimes when owners bring on staff, they may have a hard time giving up their own personal clients because they they have such ownership in the ones that they're caring for. But it looks like you're already setting yourself up to avoid that by building something bigger than yourself and already removing the spotlight off of you and into the business so that when it comes time to hand off clients to staff, that process is, is going to be easier for you. Yes, absolutely. And I've, I've actually learned that reading some of um, Christian Morrison's um, books she has um, Pet Care. It's, it is, it's hard for a lot of people, especially when you are the sole person caring for a lot of clients to just step back and allow, you know, your staff members to do it. It, it has been something I've been marinating on for the last year. It's not something that I just kind of decided. Um, and I've, I've gone through that anxiety of like, oh my goodness, you know, they're not going to be able to provide what I can provide, you know, 
the the love and the care. And I've had to like step back and like, yes, when you find the right people, they're going to be able to love each and every single one of your clients, just as you would want, you know, and it's, it's taken that leap of faith. And, and I know it's hard, but I'm just, like you said, I'm preparing for that step. So it'll, it'll make it a smooth transition. Now, thinking back to when you first started back in 2018, why did you decide that pet sitting and dog walking was where you wanted to start a business? The, the truth behind that was actually uh, my business mentor who just now, you know, now is my business mentor, but at the time was my life coach. Um, I was really trying to find what I was passionate about. Um, at the time I was just working, um, you know, just a waitressing job. And I, but I knew, you know, I just, I didn't exactly have what I wanted to do. Um, I was fresh out of college, finishing my master's and, you know, I just was trying to provide at the time. And he allowed me to see, you know, what is it that you love? What can you see yourself doing? Um, whether you get paid or not. And, you know, I was just like, dogs. I, I love them. I could do it, you know, any day, any time. And, you know, he kind of pushed me, which I'm grateful for, but he pushed me in that direction um, to do it. And so I think in 2018, that was the reason why I did go full time was because um, although I was scared, I was, I had so much anxiety of like what people would think. Cause at the time I, I never, I never knew you could do this full time. I never, I never heard of Christian Morrison and, you know, that people actually made this a career and so I was terrified of people looking at me like, I mean, that's not really a job. And um, I just had to jump over that fear. And when I did, it was, I mean, I, I've, I haven't looked back. So uh, that was why in 2018, though, that I decided to go full time into the pet industry. Yeah. And what do you think it was that got you over that fear of second guessing yourself and maybe thinking about what other people were thinking about your career choices? I think the biggest thing was having the support of, of my coach to know that like, hey, someone has you and they believe in you. And I think I just needed that that small little voice of like, you can do this for me to really hear my inner voice of like, yes, Marissa, you can do this. <laughs> Um, and I think also what helped me was, um, I had just to see 2018. Yes. My daughter, uh, was being born. She was born in 2018. So, uh, I think with having her, it was like, I knew I needed to provide and she definitely gave me the confidence to like, you know, I've, I've, I've got someone relying on me. So that was, that was also another, another why behind that. Right. And uh, you've mentioned your your coach a few times now, and I'm I'm struck by that because I feel like not many people have that in their lives. Why did you decide that that was something you needed, and how has that helped you over the past several years? So the reason why was because I definitely went through a spurt of depression, and I knew that to get out of it, I needed to seek help. Um, so that was the reason why um, I re decided to get a coach. And it was actually someone that I knew um, prior being in college. And I, I just, we had built a great friendship. And I, I believe that he could help me in that aspect. It has built my confidence in myself. So outside of my business, I, I don't necessarily care to or just really marinate on the on the thoughts of what other people think about me so my self-image has improved and then looking into my business um, it has helped me guide uh, into the right decisions that I want to make so instead of just making rash decisions you kind of 
think about what you want to do and then you bring it to your business coach and you know you just kind of strategize to where um you're not jumping into things too fast it is kind of this this check system that's right with you at each step of is this okay like is this what is how does this sound just just that relationship of having the ability to bounce ideas off of somebody and then to have that that almost that that cheerleader by your side who's got you that's going to support you through the rough times through those scary times and to to help you build your own confidence you know you mentioned that of like that was one of the big things for you was it allowed this this confidence building to get you to the point where now when it comes time to make those decisions you you trust yourself to make those and really sets you on this amazing path moving forward. Absolutely. I think you, you definitely nailed that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's it, like you said, it's just like a, a safety net. It's someone you can bounce things off of, um, especially if you are, you know, fairly new to the industry that you're in. Um, they're, they're just helpful to guide you. And, and because when you're looking at going to a business, you, you've got to have a sense of confidence, you know, when you're going to get new clients or you meet people at the dog park and stuff like that, you know, you need to have that confidence in yourself and in your business to, to know that looking at that person, yeah, I can provide this care for, the, you know, for you and for your dog. And at times when you're nervous, that can, that can definitely be a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think the number of times walking up to meet a client and just those, those, that that voice of doubt deep in my stomach going they're not going to pick you like why would what what are you're not good at this what what yes. are you going to do like oh, it, and to have somebody that comes alongside you and is like no don't trust that voice look at all the stuff that you've done look at all the processes you have in place you've got this go get it absolutely absolutely i'm yes, <laughs> yes. i i love hearing about that because i I feel like that is an aspect in listening to how it's impacted your life and how it's really, it feels like accelerated your growth in the business and your understanding of both the industry and your confidence in it as a place where you do belong and you feel legitimate being there, that that has just been so, you, you couldn't put a price on that for what it's given you. Absolutely. And I feel like everybody needs to have a place that they feel like they belong. You know, I think it makes, that's what kind of makes being, being an entrepreneur and being your own business owner so priceless. It's just like knowing that you have a purpose and that you're living that purpose. And it's, I mean, it's something that, that I, I don't think anybody would want to give up. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And to, to be able to work through that and again, to, to have um, this, that support is just uh, something that you know. I, I I wish everybody everybody had, no matter how long you've been in the business. No, absolutely. And the the one thing that he has uh, said before is, when you're looking at, it's good to learn from your mistakes. It's even greater to learn from other people's mistakes. So I think also having coaches like they can, you know, you don't always have to go with what they say, but if you're, it's another ear to hear where it's like. Hey, this might have worked this time, or they can kind of keep you accountable to like you've done this before. You know, let's let's try something new. Um, and it's just when you're looking at other people and other businesses, I think that's that's key because you don't, you know, you want to make sure that you're taking the right steps um, in the right direction. And if you can accelerate that process by learning from other people, um, that just makes it ten times better. Now you are branded as a luxury pet care service. What does that mean to you? 
being luxury to me is basically just providing your the top notch quality that you could that you could dream of. So I I like to think of my business. Um, you know, when you go to Disney World, everything there is exceptional all the time, year round. So for me, when I'm looking at luxury, I, I want this to be a seven star service that you're getting day in and day out, no matter you know what time of year. Um, and I think I I think I've done a great job of showing my clients that every time that they need me, I'm I'm reliable and and Tail Swaggers is reliable, and I really do take pride in that. So my my follow-up there was, how do you telegraph, how do you market luxury to your potential clients? So the biggest thing is just with, uh, with your language. Um, it's, it's making sure that you've got luxury, that you've got, um, you know, pet concierge or just those small keywords that really catch people's attention. And then secondly, when you are with your client. Um, you're just making sure to vocalize those, the, not only those words, um, but also your actions. Like a lot of your clients, you can have, you know, the best set up website with the best words and, and things. But if you're not providing that quality care all the time, um, they're not really going to feel that luxury service. So I would say first, it's language. And then second, it's your actions. Actions always speak louder than words. So that's, those would be the, the two keys for me. Mm. And what I hear there is the is on top of that is this consistency of care of you know you, you gave that great example of Disney World of it doesn't matter what time of day you go <laughs> what day of the year you go what year you go it's going to be amazing every single time absolutely and to to take that and go now let's do my business how do <laughs> right now how, how do I give my clients that uh, that that just takes it to a whole other level. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. On your services, you offer a monthly membership package for daycares. What's the thinking behind that? And what has the response been from your clients? So the thinking behind my membership is I wanted to give people a sense of VIP. Um, And when you're looking at daycare for me, I do, I work um, out of my home. So I already knew off top, I wouldn't, I have to keep my numbers small, one, to provide that luxury care, as we mentioned, um, but also because I'm not able to hold a hundred dogs at my house. Um, so for me, looking at wanting my clients to um, really dive in and be interested in my daycare, I wanted to be able to put together a package of something that they would, they would enjoy. So that's, you know, doggy daycare, that's bash, like everything is included in this membership. Instead of paying, you know, separate fees for this and that, it's like they they look at it and it's like, oh wow, all included. That's that's great. You know, it's it's you're paying one time a month, which makes it super easy. Um, and then, like I said, it just makes them feel included um, when you're looking at, um, as I mentioned, you know, Disney World. They've got the VIP pass. You know, they've got just things that makes them people feel like they are just in have that experience, that like top notch experience, and. Um, yeah, that's really the meaning behind my membership. And for people, uh, my clients, my clients have actually so far, they've reacted very well. I've got two or three of them that have um, spoke interest in it. Um, they're interested probably starting in the fall just because of whole COVID and they're still home, which is absolutely understandable. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to really see how it takes off. And um, I can uh, keep you updated as, as it goes. It's fairly new. So um, 
I haven't really just promoted it too much yet. Okay, no, I would love to hear what kind of traction you get on that. And yeah, I, I, that idea of making something that's all inclusive. I mean, people love all inclusive resorts for a reason because it gives them, it gives them this feeling of money's no object. I get to live like royalty for a day. It's just whatever I want for just one price, and then I forget about it. Yeah, and, and you're going now. Now let's do dogs, right? Now if everything's included in this and I can see how it would be very attractive where somebody just doesn't, they don't have to worry about the multiple bookings. They don't have to worry about multiple payments going out. They just, when they need service, they know they're going to get it. And that peace of mind that you give to an owner is huge. Absolutely. It's, um, if, if anything, the one thing that I can say when you're looking at owners, it's, it's given in that peace of mind. So it's, you know, how can I make things automated? How can I just make this the most simple one button click and we're good to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I, I'm sure for for you running your business, having that kind of of income every month, that's a little bit more predictable than. Absolutely. And so you, it's a little bit easier to plan and look at growth and and look down the road than if you're doing these multiple individual bookings or all these single clients every single day. Yeah, definitely. Sustainability um, in your business is is very, very key. And looking at um, where the vision that I see for my business, um, that was also just a behind the scenes thought of my doggy daycare was for me, I'm looking to kind of step back from my business and do more operating. So if I was going to do that, what's a way that I can still, you know, have dogs in my home, still interact with them, you know, me and my daughter, but then also still having my staff who's out and working and doing the day-to-day things. And I think having that uh, doggy daycare, like you said, it, it's sustainable, you know, every month, okay, I have, you know, these five dogs coming in, I look forward to it. Great. And then I can delegate the rest of my services to my staff. Yeah. That sustainability and that scalability is when you start having predictable projections and uh, that foundation, it gives you the confidence to, to make some of those big steps. Yes, absolutely. Another service that you offer uh, are called tuck-in visits. How did those get started? So those actually was something that my um, a few of my clients had actually mentioned. So I offer drop-in visits. So they're 30 minutes to an hour um, visits to where these are most of the times it's just, you know, if you're at work or gone, you know, just little potty breaks here and there for your dog. But there are some of my clients whose their dogs prefer to stay home when they travel. and they just wanted something more of, is there any way you could stay longer? And looking at my tuck-ins, that idea came from that. It was like, okay, how can I find a way um, to help my clients and, and their dogs, you know, at nighttime when it's bedtime, just to kind of stay with them longer. So my tuck-ins, basically it's, it's two hours visits in the evening and then one hour in the morning. And that just kind of helps the dog. If, if you have anxiety or if they just like to snuggle longer, you know, yeah. than a 30 minutes, um, that helps them. And, you know, I think they're, they're excited about it. Um, it's also when I looked at doing the pricing wise, it's actually cheaper to do um, the tuck-ins for a longer amount of times. than it would be just scheduling like an hour visit at night and then an hour in the morning. So um that I mean, those that was kind of the reason behind that. Yeah. Now, is that just because of like travel costs and transitions and uh, ability to fit in number of clients during that slot, or, or how did the pricing thought go into that? I think it was kind of both. It was yes, in the sense of okay, looking at the number of clients that I have, 
Um, I need to make sure that it's, it's still sustainable to, to be at that house for that long. Um, if I am good, because typically I would only do that with one client two hours at night. Cause I'm looking at probably doing from like eight to 10. Mm. Um, but then the price wise, I knew that I wanted it, my tuck-ins to still be something enticing to my customers. So it's like, um, if you look at my drop-ins, I want, I basically just based the price on how could I make this work, but also make it cheaper. Right. And it, yeah, that, that two-sided coin of like, if I'm going to offer the service, I've got to make it worth my time. Yes. And, <laughs> but people still have to be willing to buy it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you heard about Time to Pet? Susan from The Pet Gal has this to say. Time to Pet has helped us grow exponentially. We believe the platform's features make us by far more professional than other companies who use conventional dashboards. They are the software gurus constantly developing and improving the platform based on user feedback. This decision was a good one. If you are looking for new pet sitting software for your business, give Time to Pet a try. As a listener of Pet Sitter Confessional, you'll get 50% off your first three months when you sign up at timetopet.com slash confessional. And then I think I know the answer to this question, kind of what you've alluded to earlier, but uh, you also provide access to a, a mobile app through your website. Uh, why was it important for you to have that and make that available? So the importance behind that was just to compete with other companies. Um, this is actually something that I, I recently just finished. Like I just launched that like this past week and I'm so excited about it. Um, but when you look at, you know, big companies like WAG and stuff like that, they literally allow your client to log on, put the information and then book a, book a walker instantly, you know, within less than five minutes. So for me to have that mobile app and, and just to really um, stay on top of the competition was, was key. It's crucial. Maybe to somebody who's listening going, oh my gosh, you've got a mobile app. That must be a lot of work. What was that process like? bringing that on and how did you get access to that? You know, maybe some of those uh, ground level details. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually got access to it by, I mean, by chance, I was listening to um, Christian Morrison's podcast and she had just mentioned, Hey, if you're looking for, you know, a mobile app, just, you know, email me, you know, email me at, at this email. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I emailed her, not really thinking much of it. Um, she replied back and said, Hey, there's this company called easy, busy pets. Um, you should check them out. So I'm like, okay. So I, you know, I, I kind of check out their website, set up a meeting and I mean, they've made everything super easy. Um, and I mean, for me, for what they provide with the mobile app, with their, um, the website setup and everything that it can do. I, I was, I mean, I was sold. I, it, I think it's affordable and for anybody out there interested in this uh, company, um, please feel free to let me know. I can give you a referral link um, that they've provided me and I'd be happy to share. I think anybody really trying to stay, you know, like I said, compete with the competition. This is something that you you definitely want to look into. And that note of it really wasn't that much like you weren't programming, you weren't developing the layout for that on your end because there's this company that's already handling all of those back end services. And you're able to just kind of plug it right into where you need it. And now you are directly competing with the big, the big companies. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think that's key. When you're looking at something, at, at something that you don't know how to do, it's finding another company that already knows what it's doing and, and really just looking like, okay, how, how can I utilize this and how can they help me? And they're definitely a company that's, um, I, don't, I, I think they've been around for a while, but I think they've been doing a lot of developing 
Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like behind the scenes um, with their website and stuff. Just how easy that 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 process was to get it included. It wasn't all these big hurdles that you had to overcome. No, no, no big hurdles at all. Um, they they take care of everything. Um, once you tell them the things, the services that you want, they easily um, allow you and help you set it up and get things running. I mean, I got mine done in let's see, it was like maybe two and a half hours. I got my website up. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Everything <laughs> literally done. Um, I was very eager to get started though. So I, you sure. know, once they showed me how it was done, I was like, okay, I had my forms ready, had <laughs> my information ready, you know, and he, he was, uh, then my uh, sales rep was like, wow, we're, we're done. I was like, okay, great. Let's get going. You know, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, you know, go get my first client. So, but yeah, definitely they make it easy. To operate. Yeah, well, that's good. And I just wanted to to maybe assure some of the fears that people think when they start thinking mobile apps and one click booking and that kind of thing. That sounds very complicated, but there are services like this that are out there to to help smooth that out, so you don't have to worry about it, and you can start providing fast this luxury service. You know that, that I know you're after here to make this. I don't want any ro- speed bumps. I don't want any roadblocks for clients. I want them to be able to get in easy, make it fast and make it understandable, and then move on to actually providing the service. Yeah, definitely. And I think anytime you're stepping out of your comfort zone, it can be scary. Um, but like I said, I think it's just, you know, being strategic about what you're doing and and just believing that like I'm making the right choice. And just for me, with this mobile app, I just did a lot of research behind it. So I knew, okay, starting out once I have my first client on here and I transition my current clients to there, um, even if they have questions, I would easily be able to help them through it. I know a lot of the steps that you're taking right now are to set yourself up for a hire down the road, but you currently have a, an on-staff professional dog petter that you work with a lot of days. <laughs> What's it like working with your daughter? Oh, it's it's amazing. And I feel so blessed to be able to to work with her. Um, so yes, my professional dog petter, you can see her on my website. Um, she's my daughter. She's two years old. And she's actually been with me. I launched 2018. So she was about three to four months. She started her entrepreneurship career. Um, but it's been wonderful um, for anybody out there that that is a parent and that wants to do this in the pet industry. You know, I definitely encourage it. You have to be aware that, you know, you always have to be safe, take those safety precautions. And for me, I've, I've been blessed that I've been open and honest with my clients about it. And and they've been so loving and so welcoming with her. And I just, I, I mean, I couldn't thank them more for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, so that was one of the questions I had was um, about the safety around dogs is that's uh, many people may hear, Oh, you're bringing your, your daughter around these dogs. What's safety like? So how are you teaching her safety and, and what kind of processes do you have in place when, when you do have her around dogs? So the first thing is how I'm teaching her. Um, a lot of it is I'm making sure that I am always um, showing um, teaching by example. Um, Cause kids do a lot of learning by watching. Um, the second thing is I just make sure no matter what I'm doing, um, if it's something that's not, it doesn't involve the dogs running around or anything, I'm, I'm including her. So I'll let her scoop the dog food and stuff like that and just teach her like, here's the way to do it. And then I always teach her um, distance. So when dogs are eating, okay, we step back and let them have their space. It's always about spacing, you know, even when dogs, even with dogs that love, you know, you petting them and stuff like that, you still have to give them their distance. So with her being so young, um, 
I really focus on, okay, like we can pet them, but let's let them have their space. And then, you know, we can come back and do that. So for me, when she's around other dogs, when she was really little, she would always be in the, in the, um, the harness, the front chest harness. So she was never on the ground or near them. Um, she was always up safe next to me. And then um, now that she's um, older and she's able to walk, I always keep her right next to me um, and holding my hand. So if we're walking and, you know, some dogs just get so excited and they wag their tail or might, you know, booty bump her or something. Um, she's, you know, I'm right there to pick her up or stuff like that. But those would be like the safety precautions when we're like outside and stuff, just making sure that I always have an eye on her. Um, and that I'm aware because with dogs, things can escalate quickly. So I always want to make sure that I'm there to either like, you know, pick her up or tell her, hey, step back. And then, you know, I can control the situation. I know with with our two kids around dogs, um, I feel like it makes Megan and I more observant and even better than maybe we were if we didn't have kids around dogs. Like we are constant. I know I'm better at reading body language around dogs now with not with kids than I was before we had kids just because I, I have to be more in tune yes. and much more observant and much reading trying to think several steps ahead uh and, and then you know going through these screening processes and all that but it's I know it's I feel like it's kind of heightened these these senses and awareness just of whenever everybody's around no absolutely absolutely I think parents naturally have that sense of um awareness like in heightened awareness that you that you mentioned and I agree with you I think um prior to me going full-time to pet care I did do it part-time throughout college um when I wasn't you know playing games or anything and I can look back and say now like you said I, I can read dog languages way better I feel like I can tell like okay someone's about to get upset let me you know calm the situation down um because my daughter's there and I think she is something is is a big benefit to that because it's like, you're always on your P's and Q's. You're always like, okay, you know, is everything in check, everything in order. And I think that's a big bonus. Like you mentioned. Now, another part of that is balancing business and personal life with, with your daughter. How, how have you managed to work that out for you? Uh, and, and I know you're kind of transitioning to wanting to step back more to spend time with family and grow your business from more to the administrative side. But how have you worked out a balance right now? So right now I can say it's being super organized with my schedule. Um, it's knowing uh, when are my, my business hours and when are my personal hours. That is so crucial. And I had to learn the hard way with that, you know, um, feeling like I'm always on the go. Um, but I would say, you know, I've got this time for my daycare. I've got this time for my walking. Okay. This time it's, it's time for her to eat. It, you know, it's having that balance. It's being organized. And I think it's having a lot of patience because when she was really little, I had to make sure that, okay, uh, every two to four hours, she's got to eat, you know, we've got to take a break. We've got to take a bathroom break, you know, here and there. Um, so now that she's older, it's a lot easier um, because, you know, she can feed herself and things like that. But um, definitely patience and organization um, are, are keys to keeping a balance when you're working with your kid and, and your business. And you mentioned setting business hours and personal hours there. And that, that's a boundary that, oh my gosh, like that, that's so hard to keep intact because it's easy just to slip in and go, oh, this email came in late at night. Let me just answer it real quick. Or, oh, let me just do this one thing really quick. So having those set up and going, nope, that's, you know, normal businesses have business hours where they lock the door and walk away and trying to emulate that as much as possible 
in this industry where you could work 24 seven, it feels like uh, it's just, it's hard. Yes, it is. It's so hard. And I struggle with that um, early on in my business. Um, Probably year one and year two that I just was, Oh, okay. Yes. I'll, I'll say yes to everything. And, you know, and I felt like she, in that aspect, she wasn't benefiting because she was like, okay, mom, I just want one-on-one time with you. You know, Mm -hmm. we, we don't need to go to this house. And I'm like, okay, how can I make this more balanced um, schedule for both of us that we both benefit as well as our clients? Because you got to understand that, um, especially when, when you just work, when it's just you working by yourself in your business, like when you get burnt out, you're the clients that you have, they, they can feel that, you know, those dogs don't feel that energy that you bring because you don't have any energy. You're not bringing that, you know, that consistent quality care. So I think having those business hours and it is hard when you work from home too, because it's like, okay, I've got these dogs here, you know, but now I got to, but now I'm tired. So it's like, how do I, how do I keep that? And it's like implementing those business hours is, is the way to go because you know, okay, this is time for work and this is time for relaxation or for anything else that you need to do for sure. Yeah. And you also mentioned patience and that's patience for the people around you. I'm sure that's patience for your daughter and I'm sure that's pay. I know like patience for yourself to, to, <laughs> to, to give yourself the, the permission to learn and that grace when you mess up and to, to try again another day. Yeah. Yeah. It's learning from mistakes. It's hard. And, and I take it hard, you know, when I've, when I've messed up or I've just something happens, it's like, man, you know, I should have known better, but it's, it's understanding not to be too hard on yourself. And it's looking like, okay, how can I make sure this doesn't happen again? I think that's, that's the biggest thing when it comes to learning and, and having patience with yourself. Cause I mean, you're, you're learning new things every day. You can't always get everything right. You know, the first time or even the second time. So <laughs> Or for me, the fourth, sixth, tenth time, it feels like some days. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But the, like you said, you just got to You gotta always give yourself that grace and that pain and then just, oh, take that breath and like, okay, let's, let's try this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what kind of advice would you give to um, other people who are running their pet care business and, and also have small kids or, or maybe want them involved in the business in day-to-day operations? Um, yeah. So first thing, one, I would say, if you want to do it, go ahead, absolutely do it. You know, yeah. um, it, it is scary. It is. And you, you will definitely, you probably might lose some clients because, you know, whether their dog doesn't um, do good with kids, you know, you have to be aware of that, or maybe they're just not comfortable. The owner's not comfortable with your kid being there. Um, but you just kind of have to take that and just be okay, no problem. And, and move on because with every closed door, there's going to be more, set, more of doors that open. And, um, so I would really just say, get over that fear, go and do it. Don't listen to what people have to say. You know, if you, if you believe you can, I believe you can too. And then second, you need to make sure that going into your business, you're going to have to be very accountable with yourself and with your kid, but also you're going to have to have an open communication with your clients. So for me, you know, whether it's a new client or my current clients, they know Okay, there. If, if Lee is, you know, she's working with me, so there's a chance that she's going to come on that walk, or you know, she's going to be in that visit. And I think when you're open and you're honest with your clients, it allows them. It just allows the process to be much smoother because they they know what they're expecting. Yeah, that communication is just so critical. There of will will my kids be around? Um, 
And then, you know, that first step of going, is this dog even a good fit for me if my kid's going to be here? I know when, when Megan and I board in our home, that's the first question. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, we can deal if dogs doesn't get, if it's not friendly with other dogs, we know how to deal yeah. with that. And, and we can put stuff in place. But if th- that screening question comes back, no, we're not even, there's no second question. If the dog is not okay around small kids, it's like, okay, well, we're not a good fit for you. And yeah. we're okay. We're okay with that. Cause you know what? Yeah. I, I kind of love my kids more than I love your dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you just, you never want to put your kid in, in that harm, you know, and you never want to put that owner, their dog in harm either, you know, right. they're going to yeah. be so uncomfortable. You know? So it's like, don't even try to overstep that boundary if you know beforehand that they're not good with kids. Yeah. It's, it's a no harm, no foul kind of thing. It's yeah. As you said, like the, you, you want the dog to be in the best p- place possible. And if the best place possible for them is a place without small kids, they need to go there. And we, we're not going to try and make that work here uh, and, and, and safety above all else. Yeah. And that's where uh, other, you know, pet businesses come in hand. And I think that's the great thing about our industry. I know, you know, we, I think the pet industry is, is still growing today, but it's, it's great to have like, when you, if you know, you can't take care of that dog, there's some other business or person out there that, that is going to be a great fit for them. Speaking of the, the pet care industry, uh, at kind of at a, a large scale, what has the, the pet care industry and the market been like in, in Fort Worth area through COVID? So um, I can only speak on, you know, my experiences. And for me, um, it's been fairly decent. I've, I can say that the current clients that I have, I feel very blessed to care for their pets because um, there were still some of them that were home and they were still willing to, hey, like, I still want you to come walk my dog. Um, and of course, we, we took the steps, you know, I wore gloves, wore masks, sanitized everything. Um, all the time, but I also had clients that even though they weren't using my services during the COVID um, lockdown and everything, um, they were still willing to just send me just a little bit here and there to like, hey, like this this will help you. You know, I know it's not much, but it's just wanted to kind of you know, help you and your family out. So for me, I can say that it's it's been a huge blessing, and it, and thankfully I've been able to you know. My business has has been running through COVID, and and now it's it's picking back up now that we are slowly, you know, coming out of the uh, in home uh, procedures. But um, yeah, so for me, that's I just feel so blessed <laughs> that you know a lot. No, a lot of business had to shut down, and it's you know for me that thankfully that wasn't the case. Right, and you were still able, as you mentioned, to provide some services to people who still recognize that it provided value to them and they still needed that, even though it may have looked a little different. Yeah, absolutely. And I know some of, um, some people, they were, you know, they weren't even offering, uh, dog services. They were like, Hey, telling their clients, I can go grocery shopping for you. I can, you know, do this and do that. And I think that that's awesome. I think people's ability to adapt is, was very crucial during COVID and still is. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really cool to see the creativity that pet sitters were able to turn on, it seemed like, at a moment's notice of, oh, there's problems, flip this switch, what are we going to do? And just kind of just did A to Z all kind of business ideas and services that um, they were able to come up with to, to meet new needs of their customers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so thinking about COVID, maybe what are some lessons that you've learned um, through experiencing that in your in your third year of business, uh, and <laughs> and how has that shaped your your eye towards the future and growth and that kind of thing? So I think first it's it's always expecting unexpected. 
Um, and then second, like you said, uh, adaptability, no matter, you know, what time of year, whether it's your first year or your 10th year, um, if you're able to adapt to what's going on to meet the, the needs of your clients, I think you will always succeed no matter what. And I think COVID has definitely um, shown every, every business that you, you need to be willing to, to adapt, you know, whether it's getting that new technology or changing, you know, your services or adding a new service, you know, whatever it is that's going to keep you afloat and keep you going. Um, I think you, you got to be willing to really take that chance. That, that really is huge. And so that, that may play into my follow-up question to that. Uh, is, is what would be your biggest piece of advice to other pet care providers? So I would say for me, and just looking back at the struggles that I've had, um, my advice would be really find what you're passionate about. And if you're looking at the pet industry, try your best to allow that passion for animals, for, for dogs, cats, um, any type of reptiles, like let your passion show in what you do, no matter what service it is that you provide walking, you know, drop-in visits, daycare. Um, you know, I've heard of some that do uh, dog running um, instead of just walking. So just whatever it is, make sure you're, you're pushing that passion, that love that you have through your services, through your social media and your websites and anything, even when you meet your clients, like allow them to see who you are and be unapologetic about it. And I think you find, you know, the best clients, the best people, even, you know, not even just clients, you find the best relationships, whether it's with other pet businesses. I think that's the best way. That's the best thing to do. That's my best advice that I, I guess I have to give. To not be ashamed of your passion and to, to let it seep through and bleed out of everything that you do. Uh, and so that you're, you're doing it well, right? And you're doing it with excellence and you can do it consistently, which is, you know, stuff that you have, you have been doing, you've been talking about this, this whole time. Absolutely. And I also think it helps when you're looking at um, the longer you're in this business, I, I think it helps you not to get to the point of burnout too, because if you're waking up every morning and you're loving what you're doing, there's no way that you can get tired of that. And you know, I'm looking at the longevity of having my business here for years and years, you know, maybe one day for my daughter to take over and run. So it's, it's something that um, I, I definitely hold close to my heart. And, and I hope that, you know, a lot of people um, do as well. Marissa, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to day and coming on to share about your story and your experiences. As you've, you've started, you're looking at growing and just the wonderful example that you're setting for your daughter and just the, the footpath to success that both you and her are on through what you're doing right now. Thank you so much. If, if people want to get in touch, follow along with all that you've got going on, how can they do that? Oh, absolutely. Um, so if you're looking for luxury pet care service in the Fort Worth, Texas area, uh, you can visit our website at www.tailswaggers.org. Um, and I'm sure I can give you the link to that um, so they can have. Mm -hmm. um, if you would like to follow us on social media, uh, on Instagram, we are tail.swaggers. Um, and then uh, if you're looking to reach out to me personally, uh, my Instagram is my first and last name. So it's Marissa Lejeune. Um, and then you can also email me at marissalejeune at gmail.com. Perfect. And I, I'll include, I'll make sure those are, no, those are included in the show notes and on the website as well. So people can click right to them when they're ready. So Marissa, it's been a real pleasure, a real joy. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I had a wonderful time um, speaking with you and just sharing, you know, just insights and what we've learned and how it can possibly help someone else. So I had fun.
Marissa's entrepreneurial attitude and spirit really shine through in all that she does. Whether it's planning for the future or how she structures her day around her ability to care for her daughter, everything she does shines with passion and excellence. It's a real example for making sure that we are all plugged into and understand our why in business. We'd like to thank our friends over at Time to Pet for making this week's show possible. If you'd like to get connected with us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Petsitter Confessional. Check out our website for a ton of information related to pet care, extended show notes, and a lot of other stuff as well. You can email us at feedback at petsitterconfessional.com. We'd love to hear your story. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>